0: hello and welcome to we Spawn, where we talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming we are by no means experts just huge fans i'm your host bobby and with me is joshua hello bobby glad to be doing this on today's episode we are going to be talking about the differences between single player and multiplayer on video games
1: yeah, so we're basically going to be discussing importances, some annoyances, pros and cons of single-player and multiplayer games. And while we will try to talk about either single-player or only or multiplayer-only games, many games nowadays have become hybrids thanks to the accessibility of the internet. And most games will almost always come with a multiplayer option. But I think we kind of want to touch on if that's even really necessary, and that is what we're really hopefully going to answer with the discussions today, whether adding multiplayers to every game is really something that needs to be done nowadays.
0: And one of the first things we'll tackle is what are some of the reasons to buy a single player only game? For me, I feel single player only games are good, especially if you want more of a casual experience or if you want to take your time with your game, because it's something you can always save, load and come back and you don't have to worry about it like constantly changing. And with this, you also kind of focus more on the story and then you don't have to worry about like updates with bugs and glitches that happen on multiplayer surfaces. So you get to go at, like, your own time. If you want to spend, like, three hours on one level exploring all the different, like, environmental stuff that's around there, you can. And you don't feel, I would say, rush as if you were, like, a multiplayer game to try to quickly get, grasp the controls and all the different, like, techniques used to get better where single player is... Exactly as it is. It's single player, so you can enjoy it at your own pace. You dictate how you want to play this game.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with all those points. I love the diversity of single player games and what they have to offer to the player. You can can have so many different types of games, and it's almost impossible not to find one that doesn't fit your taste. Whether you like action games, adventure, puzzles, RPGs, or some hybrid that Is a mash of multiples you can almost always find it and whether you like those types of games there is this huge accessibility of all of them but with the accessibility there's also opportunities for some crappy games to become among the crowds so you really have to be careful what you are looking for but i think overall this is a good reason to buy single-player games mainly just because of the diversity and how you can find something that will always fit your style. Plus, I think the majority of multiplayer games sort of have the same formula in a general aspect. They are either some sort of first-person shooter uh, where you're fighting an enemy or it's a battle royale. And I know battle royale has gotten really big lately with Fortnite and PUBG and games of that sort. Or it's some sort of MMORPG and for me multiplayer games sort of lose their luster shortly after playing them like I only can play them for maybe like a month or so before I find it boring and repetitive so I find that single-player games kind of if designed well keep it fresh as you play the game it's not a constant grind so to speak mainly because storylines often engage you in other ways than an online game or a multiplayer game can do. So
0: that's a couple instances of why we think are reasons to buy single-player only games. Now for what we think are some reasons to buy multiplayer only games. Now I'm not saying all, but generally multiplayer only games usually are cheaper than the full-length games. How most of the times when a new game comes out, they're normally like sixty dollars, where if it's a multiplayer only usually it's around fifteen to thirty, so you get it almost like half off with losing like the campaign i guess portion that is a single player game but another reason to buy a multiplayer game is if you're more of a like competitive person. This would be ideal since almost all multiplayer games have some sort of ranking level merit system to track your progress. You can meet tons of people all around the world and make some really cool online friends. And not saying that in online only you can't play casually, but there's always that option to rank up. So if you're more of that competitive person who does like the idea of trying to compete against people around the world this would be something for you or even if you can't afford full-length games this might be another option too to get into some gaming because there are a lot of fun multiplayer only games that are only like 15 20 bucks
1: yeah and i think the ability to play with friends is one of the biggest reasons for multiplayer games The ability to share your gaming experience with people close to you and even make new friends, that is a big plus and a big feature that draws me and other people towards multiplayer games. And there are, like I said earlier, I get bored of them easily, but that doesn't mean there aren't a lot of things I do enjoy about multiplayer games. Like, there are a few things that are as enjoyable as playing a multiplayer game with a group of friends only to get lost in time and realize it's, like, 3.30 in the morning on a school night or a work night, and you have to get up, and it's like, oh, shit, I lost track. And that's one of the best feelings, because you're just simply enjoying the game. You're encapsulated in it, and it's really nice to just, like, let yourself go and get involved in these worlds. So... Multiplayer's multiplayer games have this plus but they're and it, it's some sort of draw that just attracts everyone to it and well designed ones like you said will have levels and like merit systems and some sort of level or ranking and this if designed well can keep you busy for a long amount of time because you just want to keep getting further and further into it and you you basically just want to keep upgrading and i think if it's designed well and keeps you occupied like that's another great reason to be involved in multiplayer game but i think at the end of the day it's kind of what makes you happy and what you enjoy because some people can play the same game over and over again and find enjoyment out of it and i think that's great and that's one awesome thing about games is that it can suit every individual person
0: and just adding on a little bit to that about the kind of multiplayer thing, as someone like me who has actually moved around a few different states and not being local with the friends I've made, especially since childhood, or even when I moved to a different state, made some friends, and that, then I moved again, one thing I do like about multiplayer is that it keeps lets me keep in touch with those friends, and I can still play games with them even though I'm not there anymore. Where if you went back, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago when PS2 was only still around, there wasn't really internet connection with consoles. Yeah, you had some online games you can play. But with this accessibility with the internet, it really does make it so if you're traveling or if you do meet someone and they move away, it's a way you can keep in touch and play with each other
1: yeah for sure um and so since that was focusing on reasons to buy multiplayer games let's switch backtrack back to um single player only games and let's kind of talk about what are some good single player games and what are some bad ones
0: so for me one of i think one of my favorite single player games it's a, a bit older but i love the crash bandicoot series And that was, I'm talking kind of like the original, like Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3 that are made by Naughty Dog. But there was also one called Crash Bash, which is kind of like Mario Party if you've never played it. And as in there was like mini games where you earn either trophies, gems, or crystals, or these keys to unlock the boss room to proceed to the next stage. It gets a little repetitive. Because it's kind of like the same game and they add another mini game onto it, but with different rules. But it was very fun. And I remember playing like Crash Bandicoot. And it's just one of those games where even when you had a group of friends, you would all like watch and play together. Even though it was single player, you would be like, alright, after I die, you pass the controller on. Or if you couldn't beat a level, you gave it to your friend to see if they could beat a level. I kind of like that little aspect of single player games where... Even though you couldn't physically be, like, playing with them at the same time, you can still play with them, if that kind of makes sense, even though you're, like, in the same room, even though it's single player, you can still play with them.
1: I want to just add something real quick before you move on to another game about Crash Bash, or Crash Bandicoot as a series. I just was on instagram a couple days ago and i saw that crash bandicoot is getting a new game and i just thought that was something fun to announce they're getting crash bandicoot 4 it's about time is the title and that initial release date is set for october 2nd of 2020 so what like two weeks away whether that stays on track because of covid is to be seen but I just thought that was something fun to add real quick since you mentioned Crash. Thought I would announce that to everybody who didn't know.
0: I actually didn't know that either, so that's actually interesting. I'll have to look that up because I know – I actually did buy the like remaster series, the Crash N okay, so series. So did I.
1: It was a great set of nostalgia playing that again.
0: It really was, and I'm still glad I – I haven't played it at all through yet, but I'm still glad I have it. So it's there if I want it to be. But Mm -hmm. I'm definitely glad that I purchased that. And for a single player that's a little more modern is I would consider The Last of Us single player because it now before you all go on, let me explain. It does technically have a multiplayer option, but I mean, let's be real. Who honestly played that? Because I knew a lot of people that had The Last of Us. And I was like, hey, did you try the multiplayer? And a lot of people would be like, they have multiplayer? That's how little that multiplayer aspect was really into the game. So I don't count that multiplayer because no one played it. And let's be real, it <laughs> doesn't exist. No one wants to
1: talk yep. about it. We, we don't like to talk about <laughs> it. We just pretend. like It's like the Avatar Last Airbender movie by M. Knight. We just don't talk about that. We just pretend The Last of Us is a single-player only game.
0: There may be some of you who liked it, but <laughs> I think the vast majority either didn't realize it was a multiplayer or didn't like it. So, But instead of going too much into The Last of Us, you can go and watch our second episode if you'd like to know more about why I like The Last of Us.
1: Yes, and in the future there will be a Last of Us Part 2, but somebody still hasn't beat the game. Bobby. Not naming names, uh, just wanted to throw that out there, so that's why there's not a Last of Us Part 2 podcast yet, because we have a slacker on our hands.
0: Hey, I'll finish it by the time we're ready to talk about it. We have a whole list of what we're going to do, and by the time we get done, I'll have it finished, so don't worry. Listen,
1: I'm ready to talk about it whenever. (laughs) Yes, we do have a, a little bit of a list going on, though, so he'll get there eventually since that was your little list and you started with an oldie i think i'll start with an oldie as well as a single player only game which is sonic the hedgehog and this was one of the first games i've played uh, my brother had the sega genesis and he had a bunch of games on it and i was always drawn to sonic the hedgehog and of course sonic the hedgehog 2 allowed co-op where you could the play as tails as well but i'm just gonna kind of focus on the first one even though it's the same formula same basic everything but this was just a basic mindless platformer where you just ran through levels and saved woodland creatures but it was really fun because as you progressed each track got a little bit trickier the the styles changed and it just brought a new aspect to the game new themes and it was just fun to be able to have this side scroller platformer and just run through be Egghead, I think his name was. I'm honestly not sure what his name was. I always just called him Egghead. Dr. Eggman. Eggman, whatever. See, I was I was there. Um, <laughs> so it was always just a really fun game to play. Nowadays, if it was sold, it probably wouldn't be that popular just because it is so simplistic, but it worked for back in the day. So I thought that was a, a really fun game and a good one to add for this section. I feel like it, I mean, they did
0: well i don't say a remastered but i could easily see them getting a remastered but in playstation 3 you could actually rebuy like sonic the hedgehog the original and actually have it on your ps3 because i remember because i bought it and i also really enjoyed sonic the hedgehog i actually almost forgot about it until you mentioned it But one thing, even though it was kind of like repetitive of just going, it was a side scroller where you literally were just meant to go right the entire time, because this was back when like Mario was popular and everything, you just went right. But it also was one of the, I wouldn't say hardest games I played when I was younger, but it was definitely one of the harder games because once you got up to the higher levels and you saw the maps change, they didn't, like you said, get trickier. And you only had a set amount of lives. And this was a game where you didn't have like checkpoints as in like save points. It was, you either beat it or you lost. You couldn't go until like round six, save the game and come back. This was a game you had to like, keep going or you got to a spot and you left it on a screen and you just left it there to come back to and some people may not have liked that not having like a save feature they do in the ps3 version but i also think it kind of added a little more aspect of wanting for that single player action of wanting to try to beat it and that's what kind of kept you going because You would fail like at round three, but then next attempt, you got to round six. Next attempt, you got to round eight. You wanted to keep going higher and higher and higher.
1: Right. Yeah, it just basically kept adding a little bit something that kept you going and kept you engaged in it. And I really enjoyed that. And I think a lot of games nowadays kind of lack that draw feature. I may just be overanalyzing games nowadays, because I, w- I was young when I was obsessed with Sonic, and now so that I'm older, things get refined. But I think a lot of games are just trying to do it too simple and just make money, and I think that's what a big problem with a lot of companies are nowadays. But, yeah. But, now, let's look at a modern game for my section, uh, and you chose The Last of Us, which is an excellent one to choose for a single-player only. And I think... If I couldn't choose The Last of Us, I'd probably go with God of War, the newest one. I mean, they all were really good, but the newest one is fantastic. It's set in Norse mythology. And it's just a great one to look into because they took their level design and their character development, and they really just immersed yourself into the story. Actually, it was said in an interview that santa monica studios took a lot of inspiration from the last of us and it's probably easily seen with atreus and kratos is very similar in comparison to joel and ellie but it's this character development that really just keeps you drawn into the story and it's an open world game sort of i mean it is but in the beginning they lock you out of certain areas of the map as you progress the maps change slightly because you have Jormagand. Jormagander, I don't speak uh, Old Norse, <laughs> so I don't know how it's actually pronounced, but the giant world serpent blocks your paths in a certain area. So basically, as you're playing, you're able to explore the map in a limited region and cl- get your collectibles and everything like that and defeat monsters. But as you progress in the storyline, the serpent will move and unlock more areas for you and I think this was an excellent way to keep it open world but also not overwhelm you with possibilities and not to overwhelm you with completing all the side missions, side objectives before you move on in the story because games like Skyrim where they just throw you out into the world and they just tell you to go at it you can follow the storyline right then and there and that's great but you can also just completely abandon the storyline and go throughout the entire world. And basically, by the time, for games like this, by the time you're done with all your side missions and everything, you could have no idea what's going on in the storyline because you've spent so much time outside of it. So I think God of War did a great job with keeping you focused on the storyline, but also let you get little mystery, get lore and progress in the open world while keeping you coming back to the storyline constantly. So, and then you have The Last of Us like you said, which is a little different in respects to how the story is driven. It's a linear gameplay. You there's not really open world. You just go for it and you're constantly progressing the story. And both of these are great and I love both styles of games and I think it's amazing what they can accomplish with both styles and both being single player gives you great diversity
0: going off a little bit of what you said i was without delving too deep because i feel like we'll probably have a our own skyrim episode at some point but one thing i loved about skyrim kind of like you said is it's one of those games you don't actually have to follow the storyline right away in fact like you said you could if you really want to, you could probably 100% that. Well, just about 100% that. And do everything before doing any of the storyline. I think you have to do a mandatory one where you go to the Greybeards. Just so you learn how to shout. But other than that, once you get that, you can literally go and explore the whole rest of the map. And that's one thing that's kind of enjoyable as well. And that's one thing I feel when single players... People didn't think single players were going to do well in this like modern day era because right now multiplayer games are dominating the market. You can say whatever you want. Yes, there are great games. The Witcher 3 when it came out, it kind of proved everyone wrong that you can't like single player games aren't going to make it. You can have great games come out. I am not denying that, but you cannot tell me that multiplayer games are dominating this market. You cannot tell me that. There's so many with Fortnite out and all these other multiplayer, basically multiplayer only games. They're, it's so much easier to play. And they're, like I kind of mentioned, they're cheaper. So a lot of people aren't playing single player games. But I feel I w- can't wait for that trend to come back because there are so many good single player games. And I did like open world as I'm getting older, and maybe with work and stuff piling on, yeah, I can see why some people don't want to play open-world games because it takes a while to be the game. But at the same time, I feel like if I ever wanted to, with how much Skyrim is always coming out on the next <laughs> gen and everything has become so much of a meme, that if I ever wanted to go on, I could easily go on that game, still play for like an hour, and still have fun and get off and I don't feel like I'd not progress in that game because I'm like, oh, I can just go around, have some fun, get off, and I still enjoy myself.
1: Yeah, agreed. And like you said, Skyrim keeps coming out for each console. I think that's another thing that gives game companies bad rep is because they constantly are just doing money grabs like that where if Bethesda just came out with a new Elder Scrolls, they would make a shit ton of money But it's a thing of like, why would you break, or why would you fix what isn't broken, type of thing. um, And then on top of what you said with um, single players, they thought they wouldn't do well with modern times and stuff. I think that's great that more single players are starting to become available to proving people wrong. Like Youth said, The Witcher 3 broke that because it was a highly successful game. And now there's Cyberpunk 2077 coming out. Which is another fully single player. and Is it actually a fully people... single player? I'm pretty sure. Because I thought
0: it was going to be more kind of like a GTA style.
1: I think it's single player. Hold on. Well, I'm not sure if there's uh, much. In...
0: Well, they actually have a release date. So I would assume they would have something going on.
1: Oh, they're working on a multiplayer mode. Oh, well, shit. Fuck me. so i guess cyberpunk isn't fully single player but yeah like just certain games like god of war came out and that was single player It did really well and just a lot of these games are proving wrong that you don't need a multiplayer to be successful and i'm thankful for that because i am somebody who always leans towards single player games so as long as we don't phase that out i'm fine with that
0: yeah i definitely would like some single players to stick around
1: yeah oh and horizon zero dawn is a single player and that did really well oh my god why did i should have picked that one that one would have been a good one
0: i'd love that one that one was one of the few games that i was actually excited for and that kept me driven in the story that like once you get to a certain point you're just like you think you're close to the end, but you're not. And then it just keeps... They give you so much information. You keep going and going. But don't get sidetracked to that. We do have another podcast of Horizon Zero Dawn. You should go <laughs> yeah. watch it. And uh, I, I don't want to get in this topic again because I'm going to end up spending the rest of this podcast talking about it. Go watch the Horizon Zero Dawn podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, that one was great. And it just proves the point that... Single player is not over. That's all we're trying to say. We spent like 40 <laughs> minutes just talking about that. <laughs> no, um, not
0: to give all single player games all the horn. We will talk about some good multiplayer only games. And like we kind of said, for multiplayer, there's a kind of a diversity of what you can get. There's battle royales, MMOs, MOBAs, etc., and one of them I have recently gotten into that I feel like a lot of people have also gotten into is Fall Guys. Fall Guys is a very, is like cartoony, minigame style game, kind of like Wipeout, think of if you ever seen that show. There's different obstacles that kind of knock you off the course, there's just, all, it's a big obstacle course run and different stages to go until you're the last man standing, and I think what makes it also so popular well one it was free for ps ps plus users for last month i believe it was so that got a lot of attention but not only that it's very simplistic, so you can easily figure out the rules of the games play them and not to mention you can have up to three other friends playing with you so it's a good party game and not to mention even if you are with a group of people if you don't have multiple controllers it's still a nice game to like drink with you drink and have fun with your friends where like you'll go until you lose pass the controller it's one of those types of games you can also do i think that is a nice one and another one big one i used to play a lot was overwatch that was a full price game and i was obsessed with the game for nearly two years when it first came out and i even had a few people i would play with and do some ranked games but unfortunately nowadays i haven't really played it too much because they didn't really update very fast they had the same heroes for a very long time the last time i really played was when arisa came out if any of you overwatch fans are out there but other than that it was still a fun game and it's one of those multiplayer only games and I still had a lot of fun with them and even though it was like a full price game and it didn't really have a campaign it was still nice to kind of come in play a few matches and be done with it but that can also be like a drawback but those are two games there's plenty out there that are multiplayer only but those are two games that kind of stick
1: out to me i understand the appeal of multiplayer games and multiplayer only games from both the perspective of a gamer and like a developer perspective like from a a gamer perspective as I mentioned earlier you have fun you can play with friends and you can just mess around and just have fun because there's that's what you do it's a party game you're always playing and plus the bonus is it's a game that never ends which is awesome because you can just get back on and play and you never have to worry about finishing a quest or ending the final quest and your game being over because it theoretically lasts forever you can pick it up a month from now a year from now if the servers are still up and you could just continue playing from where you left off which is great i think that's an awesome feature of multiplayer it just goes back to how will the game developers make it fun for that long and some people have successfully done it some games like everyone keeps going back to call of duty Uh, i think i haven't played call of duty since black ops 2 probably or modern warfare 3 i don't know which one came first i think black
0: ops 2 because yeah because it was mw2 black ops mw3 and then black ops 2
1: yeah i think black ops 2 is the last one i've played because that was they had zombies and stuff and the zombies didn't really do it for me that well in that game i always liked black ops 1 zombies better. But anyway, people still come back to Call of Duty. I don't know if they're still as popular as they once were, but somehow their formula still works to make it appealing for everyone. I don't know if their game modes are continuously changing or if they still have the same ones. No, they're the same. But they're the same. Somehow they're still making people enjoy them, and I think as long as you can do that, a multiplayer game is something that's definitely, like, beneficial because you could just have so much fun on it. So but from a developer standpoint, a multiplayer game is so much simpler to develop. You don't need to worry about storylines. Uh in most cases, like Call of Duty has their whole hidden backstory stuff, which is really cool. Especially back in high school when you dive into YouTube videos <laughs> for sixteen hours on a school night and you're waking up like oh my god, I need to tell someone about this and then you go to school the next morning like, dude You'll never believe what this monkey bomb means. Like, I don't know. There was some really bizarre shit that people figured out in Call of Duty. And, Good but times. other than that, <laughs> there's really no storylines. You don't have a large list of voice actors you have to pay. A lot less AI to worry about. And the game maps are typically much smaller unless you're talking about Battlefield where they'll have maps the size of New Jersey or something. They're typically smaller and easier to manage and identify potential bugs and problems. So basically, there's so many reasons why multiplayer games are easier to develop. But I could say I dislike most, but not all, online-only games. It's just an unpopular opinion of mine, but I think if you're making an online-only game, they seem lazy and kind of one-dimensional to me and there are a few games i like like you mentioned fall guys which is multiplayer only but it's a phenomenal party game if you can make something that stands out from most multiplayer games i think you would have me hooked like fall guys does give it a few more months i might say the same thing about fall guys about it being <laughs> but their their new season that's coming out looks pretty cool i saw a trailer for it so i'm excited about that uh, a large majority of them have no main story or focal points and no draw factors besides playing with friends or against people and i can play most online games for a few weeks before getting bored of the repetitive maps and the same old game modes and this and that but like i said not all of them are bad they have there are some that, out there that have stories and missions and quests like uh, a dying light you can play with friends it's a multiplayer it's kind of a hybrid, which we'll probably talk about here in a little bit. But you can play with friends, and you have these missions. And it's just like that. Or or you have, like, RPGs or MMORPGs where you have missions and quests, and you can have skill stop grade, kind of like RuneScape, which we'll have an episode on in the future. But RuneScape is one of the games that I enjoy, and sometimes I get on every so often to play even though it's a very repetitive, grindy game like most MMORPGs, but it had quests and mini games to choose from. And I think that basically you need to set yourself apart from other multiplayer games if you want to be successful, especially with modern times where people are getting more, giving more criticism towards games like I am. I'm basically just sitting here roasting <laughs> multiplayer games. So thanks for giving me this platform to complain.
0: What did you think of Star Wars then, Battlefront, the new one? That came out that was, as far as I know, I don't I don't know if they ever added a campaign, but it was multiplayer only.
1: I, I don't think they ever did add a campaign. They had a single-player mode where you could just do endless waves of killing people. But I did enjoy it for a month or two because it was Star Wars, so that hooked me. I'm like, all right, Star Wars, It's, it's a new formula for a multiplayer game, so let's do this. And I really liked that they added heroes. You could play Darth Vader and Luke and stuff like that, and they added a little extra depth to the online games. And then there were enough game modes to keep me busy for a while, because you had heroes vs villains, and you had like these search and destroy ones, capture the flag. You had a bunch of different ones that it was really cool because it kept you busy. But then they added in-game transactions, and you couldn't get new maps unless you bought them, and then heroes you couldn't buy. Or you couldn't unlock unless you spent, like, hours upon hours of playing. And it just kind of started to turn me off to the game. And then they created the next one, which was supposed to be bigger and better. And then it was just more of the same. So it definitely put a bad taste in my mouth. It it just didn't work well for me after a while. But I liked it at first because it was different. But then as I kept playing it, it wasn't. Different <laughs> turned out to be the same, just different skins.
0: And since you kind of mentioned RuneScape, one of I kind of wanted to make it a slightly separate topic about MMOs because I feel yes, they are multiplayer, but I feel MMOs can be their almost like separate category. And as you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier. With a lot of mmo's you mostly are grinding or spending hours to collect gear race skills your stats complete quests etc and for some people who don't have a lot of free time this is going to feel very intimidating to them especially if they already have that experience from playing like world games where they already spent like hours trying to complete it but in my perspective some mmos are a good change of pace if you want to play some games online with friends and kind of just want to chill because yeah you can get together and play like call of duty with your friends but even then you can't really relax anymore maybe earlier you used to but nowadays with a lot of those because they get so competitive even when you go to a quick match or something that's not even ranked so many people are if you're just trying to have fun with friends, like if you go in with like three people and you do like off quote unquote off meta picks or use guns that aren't the top tier, people are going to flame at you where with MMOs, I feel like you can kind of just relax and go at your own pace. And as you mentioned earlier too, I can't tell you how many hours I played in RuneScape and I have so (laughs) many stories to tell about that, but you guys are just gonna have to wait for those at a later time, because trust me, when that we have a big plan coming up for you guys, and I I can't wait. And <laughs> another MMO I did try, I got into it pretty late, was wow. Now, because I came in late, I thought it was gonna be so confusing. I thought when I first saw like screenshots, I'm like, oh my god, this is so intimidating. Like, how do people play this? But I remember one of my first times ever. Playing it, I chose a night elf and I was an archer, cause if you don't know me, I do like to pick archery a lot for my characters. And I actually spent the time and I was looking at all the different race traits and everything. And the night elf had bonuses for archery, so I got into the starting area, and I had no idea how to leave this place. I got to a quest and it was like, hey, you need to go to the capital city and I was like I how do I do that because it literally told me nothing it was like you just need to get to this city and I was like cool how do I go there? there's no markers there's like nothing you just kind of have to look at your map and go there and I was like going around and I asked someone and I was like hey can anyone help me get to here and someone helped me and they're like oh you have to go to an FP and I was like and I literally typed this I was like Hey, not not to like sound noobish, even though I am. This is my first time ever playing WoW. What does FP mean? And they're like, it means flight point lol. And I was like, oh, where's that? And they fought they took me to the flight point and they ended up partying with me, and we ended up playing together for like a couple hours and we exchange friend requests and every now and then if you know about wow there's like different worlds and each world you have to create your a new character so if you get on a different like server or whatever you end up having to create a new character unless you spend money to transfer your character so every time i got on this world i would end up joining up with them and playing for a few times now i'm not saying every mmo is going to be like that but mmos are going to be whatever how you want it to be There's so many ways you can play an MMO, and I think that's kind of the appeal, is that you can play it any way you want. And I think there's just no right or wrong way of doing it. You can just go out, have fun, meet new people, and it's one of those you can kind of just stop and come back to, and all your progress will still be saved. But things may have changed. And you may be a little confusing, so some people will drop whatever game they were playing. But I think it's kind of nice that even though it is an online game and even though updates will occur, that all your progress will still be there even if you stop playing for five years and come back. So I think it's one of those kind of nice breaks to come play for a little bit and then you can always leave.
1: I never really got into the MMO scene I guess, besides for RuneScape. I think RuneScape I got into mainly because it was free. And you, well, you got me into it at the time. And it was free. <laughs> so it was just easy accessibility. And it was just fun because it was a different type of game that I haven't played before. And nowadays, the only reason I like RuneScape is probably purely the nostalgia factor because if I played it now, I'd probably think like it was trash because <laughs> the graphics are horrendous and all that have you seen the updated runescape the yeah the
0: runescape 3 or whatever
1: yeah that's a big thing like when we used to play all the time and then eventually we just stopped for a while like it was a long time that we didn't play and then i got back on one time and i'm just like whoa like this is completely different like it felt more wow like yeah and then i immediately logged off i'm like yep (laughs) not into this And then I made an account for Old School and started playing that, but I never really got into WoW. I would try to play it um, at my neighbor's house every so often, but it was just too big for me to grasp, and I never really played it from the beginning, so I just kind of said screw it and never really tried it, but I'm not really big into the MMOs just because of how grindy they are. If it's a grindy game, I usually try to avoid it, besides for RuneScape, of course, but yeah, I'm not really a huge grindy type game. I was back younger.
0: I guess I would say because I kind of got that sense of accomplishment whenever we would like l- raise up a skill point. I think that's why I was so interested in, in RuneScape 2, especially like completing quests and everything. Mm-hmm. But especially with WoW, I didn't get into WoW until I want to say like 5 years ago when I was in college and one of my friends were playing in What was it? Cataclysm? I want to say... I want to say Cataclysm expansion was coming out. Ooh, I'm trying to remember. It's... Because right now it's Battle of Azeroth. I want to say it was the expansion before that. Is when I got into it. And I think it really helped for me to get into It's because when I bought that, I also got like a level 100 character boost. So I didn't have to wait... And grind up all the way. I could once I got. Once I, you picked a character. Pick your professions and everything. You use that 100 character boost. It boosts you up to max level. And it boosted your sub. Whatever skills you picked. Mine was like leather making. And skinning because I was a hunter. And it boosted all those up to max level too. So you could have a max level character. And kind of enjoy the expansion. But wow nowadays I feel. I feel. Kind of maybe almost with a lot of MMOs that have been around a while, it's hard to get into them by yourself. You would have to either have a friend to play with you or a friend who's already played and kind of was like, hey, why don't you try this? And then you have someone that can kind of tell you how to like get into it.
1: Yeah, and WoW is just so massive that I think it's very overwhelming for a lot of people who are going to try to get into it, but that's just me. I look at it, and I I think it's just too much, so I wouldn't even attempt it nowadays.
0: No, that's definitely a fair point. I feel it was nice kind of having a couple different opinions on uh, the MMO scene, because they are, I don't want to say hard to get into, because it kind of can get addicting, but yeah. It can be both hard and easy to get into, I guess.
1: Yeah. To step away from uh, MMO-style games... Can you think of any, like, hybrid-type games that focus mainly on, like, multiplayer? So it's it's a both an online or a single-player and multiplayer game, but kind of focuses more towards the multiplayer, you think?
0: So for me, that game would probably be Risk of Rain 2. This game is relatively new. In fact, they just officially released its game on August 20th. As in before that, it was like early access, like the game was still playable, but they were still adding stuff, kind of like Minecraft, but they officially made an end boss and an end like world or end game for this game on August 20th. But Rustica Rain, you can definitely play this game by yourself and you can still have loads of fun playing it by yourself, but you can also party up to like three people and you play online. Which I feel it primarily is meant for you to play with friends. Because the difficulty does increase when you have more people. But that's not to say you can't just play it by yourself if you really want to. And for Risk of Rain, it's you play with like waves of enemies coming at you. Kind of like Nazi zombies where there was really no end and for here you collect items that help your attack that have various effects they can help give you faster speed extra jump power some explosion when you kill an enemy and i think with this it's a lot of fun it can't be repetitive because it is there's only a set amount of different stages but you get different items all the items are rng so there's i want to say 10 to 12 different characters you can pick them with each with different abilities different play styles a few different maps for each stage and you can keep going on the loop and there is a final boss that you can go and beat but your game experience is going to be a little different each time based on different items you picked up during this time and different i guess whatever character you had is obviously going to affect what items kind of work better with them, and just a whole different experience for me on each run. Even though it is a little bit repetitive, but I feel this game is more enjoyable to play with friends. But you can definitely play it by yourself.
1: Yeah, I've seen you play this game actually a few times on your when you stream, and this game. Obviously, I don't think it's the type of game that I could get into. Um, just refer back to the first 40 minutes of me complaining in this podcast. But it is a really cool-looking game. Like, the the aesthetics of it, it has a very unique art style to it. And I think that's a really good way to set itself apart from other games that might be like this. I can't really think of any other games that are like this besides, like, Nazi Zombies. But that's not its own style of that's not its own game i was to not with its own
0: aesthetics like risk of rain has
1: right right so that one i think is a really cool one to focus on one that i would focus on for this topic here is probably minecraft because it is a single player game but they have the multiplayer aspects to it and i think the multiplayer aspect is it draws a lot of people towards it because it is this block building game and it's less lonely to build a shit ton of stuff with friends than it is to do it by yourself and you could still go through it and beat the game and kill the ender dragon and all this stuff it's very it's single player oriented but it's much more enjoyable multiplayer i think i find my most enjoyment on playing servers with friends and Kind of just doing our own little objectives, making kingdoms and stuff like that.
0: One also thing, I think Minecraft also kind of focuses on multiplayer, is as you said, the diversity of different servers that are out there. There's a lot of servers that you can play a crap ton of mini games on. I know Hypixel is a very popular one. There's ones where I, I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, and I apologize if any of you guys know it there's a faction server where it's exactly what it is it's griefing is allowed if you don't know what griefing means it means players can destroy your bases and you get a group of people together and you join factions and you try to get money to buy more stuff i I haven't played it entirely i've played it like a little bit so i forget what the currency is i know the currency helps you upgrade your base and get better equipment and stuff but the whole thing is very pvp oriented and griefing oriented where you get a group of people you make hidden bases and stuff and you try to fortify it and you go and try to attack other people but then if you want to take a step back from that you have adventure maps you have puzzle maps You have just maps created by other people that you can go and explore. So yes, you can play this solo like adventure maps or like explore other people's maps solo. You can easily do that. But I feel a lot of it is kind of focused on the multiplayer because it wants the community to come together. It wants you to play with other people. It wants you to share what you create in your single player mode with everyone around you. So it's very single-player, but it's also very multiplayer-oriented.
1: Yes, and when it comes to multiplayer, it's also great because Minecraft has such availability to mod. like So many modders are out there, and it's so easy to mod for it that they are able to adapt it to make mods for multiplayer as well, and that can genuinely create... brand new aspect of the game as well which i just think is great and we did talk about modding a little bit in our minecraft video but i think that's just what makes minecraft such an enjoyable multiplayer game
0: yeah definitely the modding aspect does help it but now after we talked about hybrid games that focus on multiplayer games let's do some hybrid games that focus on single player games for me, I think the best example I could think of is either Dying Light or Dead Island. And one of the reasons I picked this is I just absolutely love the concept of this. It's a solo game, 100%. It's a single player campaign, and I think Dying Light technically has a multiplayer aspect towards it for like the, I think they call it Into the Night or something like that. But Dead Island from what i can recall was a single player only and but i say it's a hybrid because what happens is you can have people join your game and then you can have up to 3 other friends join you so a party of 4 and then you both can do the mission and it's more co-op than it is like playing against each other so it's 100% a single player oriented game as in you have a campaign. This is what you do. There's no just like multiplayer go and like kill zombies or something like that. The multiplayer aspect is just having people join you on your co-op to beat the campaign. So I wish... God, I just wish more did this. I think it's so fun. They did... Not to mention being a zombie game. They did so well with it being a zombie game. But just the aspect of being co-op with someone... And progressing through the story with a friend is just so much fun than just kind of doing it solo. And I just wish some more games did it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Like, with Dying Light and Dead Island, I mean, they were both created by Techland. So, it makes sense that they both had these co-op features in them. And it was cool because... You could join someone's game and help them progress their campaign, but the your campaign wouldn't change if you're not that far. So you could go back to your game and play your campaign from where you left off. So it was really cool how they had that set up. And on top of this, since you did cover De- Dead Island Dying Light pretty well, one game that I think attempted this, I don't think they did it very well, was Assassin's Creed Unity they attempted to make uh-huh. it available to play four people i believe that's cuz taylor and i attempted this at one point but we never really i don't think it was campaign like that you could progress i think it was more side missions and stuff and assassination contract type things where you could you and your partners could go and assassinate certain people or do mini games together but there wasn't really much of a campaign line together that you could progress so they tried it and I don't think they did it very well and I don't really think they attempted it ever since they do have their own little multiplayer games but that was their first attempt at the campaign-ish portion of multiplayer which was cool a cool concept but didn't really pay off for them
0: Another game that you just reminded me of, that we actually tried to play was Fade to Silence.
1: Oh yeah, Fade to their Silence servers weren't that great. What? I said their servers must not have been that great.
0: Oh yeah, they they were a little wonky. But Fade to Silence was like this survival horror-ish base building game. But the one thing that dying light and dead island have above all these games is in fade to silence you had to find a companion first to bring them back to your camp once you had that then you could have someone basically mind control them and they were that person and then you can do your quest line and go on your campaign and everything would be all fine and dandy But if you lost connection, like we did multiple times, whoever was playing that other survivor would lose all their items. Now, if we ignore that portion, and let's say the servers were great, this was a popular game, so they fixed that. The only other issue I have with it is, if I was the main person, and he was my companion, obviously all my progression would stay, and I would get to however far we got, and then once we're like, all right, Let's log off. We'd log off. But his game never progressed. His game doesn't save any of the progression that happens in my game. Where the other games did. Where if you went over to someone's game. You actually brought your items over there. And then any items you use or any items you got. Also came back with you. And if you were both at a portion of the game where. Say, I was on mission 4, and the other person was on mission 6. The mission 6 person came to me to help. Once we were both on mission 6, and once we got to the same progression, even though he was still on my, like, server, if I beat mission 7, when I leave, his mission 7 would be beaten as well, as long as all prerequisition of the quests were complete before that. So, I do once again, I just really love that concept that these brought. And I just wish there were more games that did this.
1: Yeah, I agree because it makes it more enjoyable and gives you more incentive to join someone else's server to help them out and play with them. Because, you know, if I help this person out, then as we continue, it's going to help me out in the long run. I think they did that really well. And I hope dying light. I mean, I hope they improve because I think they did a really good job, but I hope Dying Light 2 will continue with that and have more improvement on it.
0: Don't worry, we'll go more in-depth into Dying Light here (laughs) relatively soon. So that's why I'm just trying to talk solely about the aspects (laughs) of it and not into the game too deep. But I still... Even though I have other games that I think have a better storyline and would quote unquote say is a better game or like i don't know how i would describe a better game but dying light will always be my like top five favorite games almost solely for the fact because of this concept because it's so fun to play with friends but it's also fun knowing that if i joined another a friend server or if they join me to help me like so if we played solo and we got a little head that the progression stays and you don't have to redo a mission. But I keep saying it and I will probably keep saying it until there is more. I wish more games did this. I just am absolutely in love with this concept.
1: Yeah, so that about sums up the topics that we have. And I think just to wrap it up for my personal opinion The single player versus multiplayer debate is that I think single player games will always be important to gamers, and I don't think they will ever go away. No matter what game companies try to do, even if they have a great campaign storyline mashup like Dying Light and Dead Island, I think people will want to have their own personal experience with a a game and go through a storyline on their own. And you don't need a multiplayer for it to be a successful game. You don't even need a multiplayer at all to be considered a good game. And multiplayer-only games have their great benefits, and those aren't going anywhere anytime soon either, mainly because of the person-to-person contact. You're playing with real people, and you get to enjoy the experience with your friends. Both of them, two completely different experiences, but I think they're necessary to have such diverse gameplay Throughout the gaming community. So that's my little two cents on single player and multiplayer.
0: And without trying to overlap what you said, I also think that you can't really choose one or the other. Yes, I would say if I had to pick anything, I would pick the hybrid game that focuses on the single player. Like I was, I talked about loving it for the past like 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Just as much as he was venting about multiplayer games for the first 40 <laughs> minutes.
1: Listen, you won't have me beat. I will continue to vent. You can't beat me.
0: <laughs> but if I had to choose one that would definitely be my favorite, but you can't really have one one game without the other. You can't have only single player games and you can't only have multiplayer games. No matter what, there will be a balance, I feel for sure. They all have their pros and cons. If you only like multiplayer games, you know what? More power to you. Fuck Joshua for venting on it for 40 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to attack any of you personally. I'm This is just purely my opinion. If you love them, that's great. And I love that you can find beauty in things that I hate. <laughs> there are definitely people who love multiplayer. I, oh, yeah. for one, have a slightly different
0: opinion of him. I do, every now and then, I do kind of like having a ranking system, just seeing how I rank against other people and ranking up, getting better at a game. But at the same time, a lot of times I can't play the same game over and over again. Some people that can, there's some people that still play CSGO that's been out for God knows how long. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah, More power to you. And if you only like single player games, you don't really like going into that multiplayer because you're afraid of it being like toxic or you're just afraid one thing i would want to say is don't be i was afraid a lot of times too especially when i was like playing runescape it was an mmo don't get me wrong but i didn't like talk to other players like i just played and i played with joshua and i didn't really communicate with anybody there and when i first started doing it we'll get more stories about it but it was so much fun and going and playing, like, Call of Duty, or, well, maybe stay away from Call of Duty lobbies, but (laughs) if you're, like, afraid of going on multiplayer because you're going to mess up or anything, don't worry about it. Yeah, you might get the occasional person that kind of yells at you, but you know what? Tell them we've spawned said, fuck you. (laughs) Simple as that. And if they ask whatever it is, it's free publicity for us, but you can use us as an excuse. Like tell them fuck you i'm here to enjoy the game and we'll back you up 100% as long yeah, as you're if... not being like a complete ass and being a troll but yeah. if
1: you seriously even if do it's a multiplayer game just tell them that i said it's okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you seriously do enjoy single player only games that is completely fine too there's a diversity of games as much as there's a diversity of gamers but if you're just afraid to do it i want to say take that leap it will change you hopefully for the better you have a good experience you will find those good people like i mentioned with my wow story i found a really cool person that helped me out there are definitely people that are going to help you out i'm not saying there's going to be no bad apples there's going to be bad apples But don't let that deter you from trying multiplayer, if that's the reason why. If you just don't want to do it because you don't find it fun, more power to you. Don't get in that toxicity and community. But if you want to try it, go for it. Just don't don't be afraid if that's the reason why.
1: Yeah, and once again, I want to say, despite my strong opinions toward multiplayer games, I don't mean to attack anyone personally. I just had strong opinions and I think that if you can find enjoyment in anything, then go for it and don't let anyone else tell you how to live your life.
0: And also if you're on a multiplayer thing like WoW or something, if you do meet a new person, please help them. Don't be a dick. Just True. please help the new players out. It might be their first time playing. That's all I really had to say.
1: Yeah, And if you're a troll... <laughs> You're trash. <laughs> Before we get too much venting into another yeah. half hour of this. And listen, and if you're anybody who plays Fall Guys and you're that guy who stands at the finish line <laughs> waiting for the last person, you're a douchebag. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> Actually, probably popular opinion. Don't even care who you are. Get off this podcast. Just kidding. Don't get off the podcast. We appreciate your support. Just, you're still a douche. <laughs>
0: this is just how gamers treat each other. If you... If you don't know, we love you and we hate you guys all at the same time.
1: Exactly. (laughs) So anyway, I think we're a little over on time here, possibly. So to uh, finish it off, I guess, uh, what's the question of the day? Yeah, what, what do you prefer? Do you prefer single player? Do you prefer multiplayer? Or do you prefer the hybrid of both? Um, I want to hear your responses because I want to see where our fans lie on the spectrum. And it'd just be kind of fun to know you guys more personally and uh, kind of orient the podcast to that as well. You have anything, other questions that you would like to add, Bobby?
0: It's not really more of a question, but if we went over anything or if you have a game you think we would like that would change our opinions on what we think about multiplayer. Only games, hybrid games that focus on multiplayer, hybrid games that focus on single player. Kind of going along with the question of the day. Please tell us what games mm-hmm. you think we would enjoy or what games you are currently enjoying. Or if you need help asking us what games to help go you in, like get you into that style of game, let us know.
1: Yeah, I'd like a challenge. So if you think there's a game out there that can make me change my mind on a multiplayer, hit me with it. Because that would be awesome but uh yeah i think that's pretty damn good for this one um don't forget to follow us on instagram at twitter we're at weepspawn and email us the answers and responses to us at um weepspawn at com.
0: or you can leave us a five-star review on itunes or wherever you're watching us and leave your answer that way as well but yes, that'd be I, greatly
1: appreciated. <laughs> but I'm Bobby, and I'm Joshua,
0: and we will see you guys next time when we weave spawn.